Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, Brain Stuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here with a classic episode from our archives. Well, one of the many reasons we have to reduce pollution is the negative health effects it may have on us. And today, we look at how the tiniest particles of air pollution can actually be the most dangerous. Hey, Brain Stuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here. When we think of air pollution, we usually think of black clouds pouring out of smokestacks or the unsightly brown haze that hangs over many of the world's cities. But in recent years, scientists have found increasing evidence of health risks from a part of air pollution that we don't see and that isn't yet regulated under federal air quality standards. In addition to visible emissions, the burning of fossil fuels and other types of combustions create vast quantities of ultrafine particles, somewhere around a thousandth of the width of a human hair, that we inhale without ever realizing it. We spoke with Bart Ostro, former chief of air pollution epidemiology for the California Environmental Protection Agency and currently a researcher at University of California, Davis. He said that ultrafine particles come from an array of sources. They're emitted from vehicles, especially ones that burn diesel fuel, as well as smaller gasoline-burning engines, such as the ones in lawnmowers and leaf blowers. But other types of burning, wood fires, burning leaves, and secondhand smoke from cigarettes, for example, also produce ultrafine particles. So does cooking meat on the stove in your kitchen. Nevertheless, it's a challenge to figure out the extent of our exposure to ultrafine particles. Because the particles are so small and so transient, they quickly disperse or else coagulate into bigger particles, they're a type of air pollution that is especially difficult to measure. Oster said, Ultrafine particles are very high in concentration next to roadways, for example. But if you go 300 to 500 yards away, that's about 250 to 450 meters, the ultrafines go down to almost background levels. In recent years, scientists at University of California, Davis, have developed sophisticated modeling methods that combine sensing data with knowledge about how chemical processes and meteorological conditions affect these particles. That's allowed them to predict concentrations over several years, which in turn makes it easier to study the particles' effects on human health. Ostra was the lead author on a study published in 2015 that combined such modeling with health data on 100,000 middle-aged female teachers and administrators that were recruited from the state teacher's retirement system. It found an association between ultrafine particles and death from heart disease. Since then, a 2017 study also found that long-term exposure to ultrafine particles around highways was associated with cardiovascular diseases and hypertension. And a 2018 study in the journal Environmental Pollution suggests that simply moving a bus stop 40 to 50 meters away from an intersection, that's about 130 to 150 feet, can substantially reduce transit users' exposure to high levels of ultrafine particles. It may seem strange that something so small could be so dangerous, but because of their size, ultrafine particles have an easier time getting into lung tissue and causing inflammation. Research has found that even a brief amount of ultrafine particle exposure can increase the allergic inflammation that makes asthma worse. But that's not the only worry. Ultrafine particles are so tiny that they can penetrate the blood-brain barrier and be absorbed into brain tissue. Recent research suggests a possible link between the tiny particles and Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. Scientists also have found that mice exposed to ultrafine particles early in life had changes in their brains that bore a resemblance to those seen in humans with autism and schizophrenia. Despite all that, federal air pollution standards don't yet set limits for ultrafine particles due to the developing state of the scientific evidence about their health effects and the current limitations on monitoring technology. 
But Oster says there are some measures that people can take to protect themselves from ultrafine particles. If you have pre-existing conditions such as cardiovascular or respiratory diseases, it's a good idea, for example, to limit your exposure to emissions such as diesel fumes, car exhaust, and any sort of burning biomass. And even if you're healthy, you'll probably want to avoid such exposure as well, which means shifting your running routes away from major roadways is a really good idea. Today's episode was originally produced by Tristan Neal and is based on the article, When it comes to air pollution, the tiniest particles might be the worst, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Patrick J. Kiger. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 